Welcome to Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast, delivered by Aussie Broadband. Switch to Aussie Broadband and enjoy ultra-fast speeds with $0 fibre upgrade. FTTC and FTTN addresses only. T's and C's apply. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. I'm legendary. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan and Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, it certainly is. Hello and welcome on a beautiful sunny Saturday morning yes. here in Melbourne. It is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J, Kath and Lemo. We are missing the magnificent Kath Lockman this morning, of course. She's got best on ground tonight. She's over there in Adelaide for Gather Round, of course. It has been a magnificent weekend uh, of football so far, but don't some of the big Victorian clubs or Melbourne clubs have uh, some headaches. Carlton got done on Thursday night and then Richmond went down uh, last night, of course, uh, by 44 points to the Sydney Swans. We have got mm. so much footy to talk um, throughout the morning. As I say, uh, hello and welcome to you, Limo. Uh, thank you very much, JZ. I'll tell you who the winner is in Gather Round. Obviously, South Australia is a Penfolds. big... Penfolds? <laughs> Penfolds is a big winner. <laughs> South Australia is a big winner. Every single comedian mm. performing at the Comedy Festival. <laughs> I was out last night. Every single show was sold out last night. Because there's roughly, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000 Victorians going, well, what do we do? There's no footy on. Where can we go? It was packed. And they've all gone out to the Comedy Festival. It was chockers in town last night, and the buzz... Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit later about the Comedy Fest and yeah. um, being a, a comedian, of course, or, or the interaction with the crowd, all that sort of stuff. you got a show today and tomorrow, which will be magnificent. Right. Of course, we'll uh, talk about that. And hello to our old mate, Lee Montagna. He's over there in Adelaide partying with everyone else. Uh, how are you, Joey? Hello, Limo. Hello, Jay. I ain't partying. There's too much work to be done over here. I've got an update. Shush, my, wa- my wife might be listening, darling. Jeez, I'm, oh, I'm under the pump, darling. I haven't had time to try all the good reds. Gee, they forced the red wine down your throat here in, over in Adelaide. I think, oh, apparently they do good reds in Adelaide. I wouldn't really know the way they talk about it over here, everywhere you go. So it's been, uh, uh, can't help it, Jay-Z, but plenty of footy as well and doing a fair bit of work. But it is, it's a great atmosphere. There's yeah. a lot of people out on the streets. Everyone in a good mood, good vibes, and uh, it's been a wonderful weekend so far. But today's the day where you do bump into every footballer that's in town because walking up here, there's players everywhere because the ones that played yesterday and the guys that played today are all around. So there's plenty going on. Uh, yeah. Joey, the, your biggest challenge though, isn't it? Because I've travelled a fair bit to festivals and fringes and whatever else. Your biggest challenge when your partner is, home, is at home is pretending you're not having too much fun. <laughs> like, right. It's a real challenge. It is. Oh, duh, flat out, babe. It's just... <laughs> Hardly got a chance to even scratch myself. It's, uh, what time did you get home last night? Oh, about 11 ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ish is the most used oh, word. Oh, we've all been there, haven't we? Fantastic. Hey, we've got a massive show ahead. We've got to speak to Callum Ferguson. He's over there in South Australia uh, as well. He's got something big on today. We're going to get to that. Lots of footy uh, to get to, of course. A Swans 44 point win over Richmond last night. Some few questions about where the Tigers are at. Let's Recap the big win by the Swans last night. Papley, ground level, Papley! Oh. Intercepted by Heaney. What an Amy Clinger. Heaney's running in, gets a goal for Sydney. Papley, the one on one. Grimes gives chase. Papley with a speed. What's the celebration? Goes <laughs> long range from downtown. Have a look at this. Braden Campbell. There's an opportunity here for Papley. Oh, Is he going to go in? He's got the half a dozen. 
Swans have ripped the Tigers apart in the last part of this game. Yeah, certainly did. The Tigers are in it to three-quarter time. Only a goal down near that final change for Tommy Papley. Turned one on. He's the best celebrator in the game. And in the end, a comfortable victory to the Sydney Swans. Joey, where are the Tigers at, mate? They don't look like they're a top-four team at the start of the season. They loaded up with Taranto and Hopper. We thought, gee, can they give the flag a shake again? But they're one and three. They've got Melbourne next week. It's going to be tough. We'll get to Trent Koch in a second. But what what does this season have in store for the Richmond Footy Club? Yeah, look, I I think this is a transition season for the Tigers. There's no doubt they are they are blooding some of their kids that they've drafted in previous years. I think they understand where they're at. They've got to transition their senior players that have won all the premierships and have been so good for them. And at the same time, blood their new youth. I think the Taranto Hopper decisions are still really good ones. They're sound choices. They're both very good players, and they will be the bridge between the Cochins and Martins and the older guys, the Edwards and Lambert that have left recently. And they will be the the the, uh, the conduit to the new way coming through that um, that needs some support. So maybe they were still hoping to be, uh, maybe at the moment, a bit more competitive, no doubt, than they are. Are they a premiership threat? It looks unlikely with the way that their side is going. Obviously, the missing man, Curvis and Lynch, is going to be a big hole for them. But they could still make the eight, I think. I mean, to be honest, at the moment, Jay-Z, it may be a chat for later in the show. How many good teams are there really in the competition? Like, Who are the, besides, say, Melbourne and Collingwood, who are the next best team? So mm-hmm. there's still a wide-open race for the the sort of the, the spots in the eight. And Richmond can still fill that. But they don't look like the threat that we know they've been in previous years. Uh, Joey, you're over there in South Australia at the moment. Moment. Has Kane Corns yet accused <laughs> Richmond of tanking? Has that happened yet? <laughs> yeah, he has. He, uh, he's, uh, he's all over it. He uh, doesn't miss a beat. But uh, yeah, I know it's it's interesting one for the Tigers. I think they're disappointed, no doubt. I think they expected to still be better than they're playing, Jay-Z. I think yep. Damien Hardwick almost suggested that last night, that they should be playing better than they are. Let's take a listen to mm. Damien Hardwick. Clearly unimpressed for a second week in a row. I expect us to be better than what we're delivering at the moment. We're not where we need to be. We know the things we've got to fix and, you know, sides will go through injuries. But the thing is, what we've got to do is get our, our players playing to a, a more acceptable standard for longer. You know, we've got spits and spurts. That doesn't cut it in the AFL. Such a, an even competition. If you, you know, fall away by 10% as we did in the last quarter, you know, you get belted. I like the honesty there from Damien Hardwick. Putting mm. it clearly on the table, they have underperformed to start this season. Had a few injuries, of course. They're missing Nathan Brawl, but I want to ask you about Trent Cotchin. He's a big story this morning, Joey. He didn't look uh, thrilled when he got subbed out of the game. And, you know, you don't know what's going on in his head at the time. But, I mean, you're in this situation. We were talking about you when in your final season, Joey, if you were going to retire, if the Saints were going to keep you on. This, Tell me if this is harsh. Has Trent Cotchin gone a season too long? No, I never buy into the season too long sort of talk. I think that um, every player comes towards the end of their career. That, that's just human nature. And, and this is a delicate situation for the footy club. And Trent Cotchin, he's not playing his best, but I think he still adds a lot in regards to what he can offer with his leadership and not just on the field, but his experience around the football club, as we said, to transition these new young blokes into taking over the football club. So what his role looks like on the field is going to be a talking point. That is fair. He got subbed out last night in, uh, midway through the third quarter to bring Morris Rioli on. He'd only had the seven disposals. Uh, I think they're going to have to have those conversations. And they'll have big boy chats, Damien Harwick and Trent Koch, and they've been through so much together, what it looks like from here. Does he sit out a couple of games? Uh, does he start as a sub? Uh, does he freshen up? And then when he does play, he's got a bit more juice in the legs and, and can have more impact. That'll be conversations they'll have. They, they happen for everybody towards their end of career. And you've just got to... You know, treat your champions with the respect that someone like Trent Kotcher deserves. Okay, Joey, will 
Trent Cochin at any point play VFL this year? Mm, good question. Uh, I don't think he needs to play VFL at this age, Limo. Even if he's not selected in the side, a guy like Trent Cochin can just have a couple of weeks just doing a bit of training on, on by himself. I don't think VFL football is going to help him unless it gets to a point where he's not in the team and he, he's out for an extended period. Uh, then maybe he has to play VFL and fight his way back into the senior side. But I don't mm. think that'll be the case with, with Trent Cochin. I think they, the use of the Saab, managing him and still needing his experience at times, he'll still have an important role. It's just, as we know, going to be a much more reduced role, what it's going to look like on the uh, on game day. But it's, it is going to be a big talking point, Jay-Z. Joey, what was the moment like for you when you realised that you were retiring? Did you have an emotional reaction to that that realisation? Was nah, it a sad my, moment, a relief for you? How did you feel? Nah, mine was mine was different, Jay, because I was still actually going okay, and I ripped my hammy off the bone round 16, round 17 at the SCG against the Sydney Swans. That's so cool. I, I did have a moment, and there was true, when I was icing up on the, the bench and then walking off, I did take a moment to look around and soak it in, just thinking, just in case this could have been my last game. So that was the thought, and then it was you know a bit of a, a ticking, would I be able to get back and play towards the end of the year? And I wasn't too fussed. We weren't winning many games at that stage, St Kilda, so mm. I wasn't in a rush to get back out of the chair and play. But uh, And then it was a conversation with the, the coach late in the year that you know they needed to keep playing the kids and wanted to blood some more experience, which every senior player understands that that comes. You've got to continue to evolve as a footy club and, and your time comes to an end. Uh, very good, Joe. We're going to speak about the Blues a little bit later on. Uh, big loss for them in the mighty Adelaide Football Club. Much more on the agenda. We're going to speak to Cal Ferguson next. Which of your teammates do you invite to your wedding? It's tricky. Mm. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Now we are speaking to this man. He's South Australia's finest. Callum Ferguson, of course. Good morning. How are you? Jay-Z, great to be here. And it is buzzing here in Adelaide. Absolutely flying. The, the fans are out and about. There's Guernseys everywhere on the streets. It's brilliant. Well, we were over there with Joey, uh, of course. Now, did what? Yeah. How, how, did, how long did kick, last night kick on for? Of course, the footy's happening. Tell us what's happening after the games. Like, you, uh, the, the, the uh, pubs, are they buzzing? Are you, mm. you kicking on late? What's the story? Yeah, Thursday night, I actually went out to dinner with Rabsy and Bins Brownless, <laughs> and uh, we they obviously had the rush hour at the, at the casino, and things went beautifully there, and uh, Bins wasn't that keen to go to the footy. I think he was worried about getting mugged on the way in there because he his pockets are that full at the moment after I reckon it was Rue filled his pockets, lined them up nicely at the Almer on Thursday afternoon. But uh yeah, the place is buzzing. We couldn't move at the restaurants and the and the pubs that we tried to get into and um Billy had to throw his name around a few times mm-hmm. to try and get in. But uh, no, it was it, the place is heaving. Forty one thousand last night at uh, at a neutral game at Adelaide Oval. The place is just overflowing with footy fans. The whole city is a lot. I'll tell you what, when there's a big event on, Adelaide people do leave their houses and they come out in droves. Yes. And, hey, Cow, what about yeah. the Hawthorne game, mate? Sold out at Norman Oval against now, GWS. Now, when was the last time Hawthorne sold anything out? But, oh, <laughs> seriously. Oh, come on, mate. Oh, come on, come mate. on. It's been a while. Hey, yeah. hey, what about GWS, though? Serious question. Is this the first time they've ever... <laughs> 
partaken in a sold-out game? Well, there was the grand final. Oh, the question. grand final. Okay, we'll give him that. Yeah, sure. yeah, and the prelim against Richmond where Richmond had 99,000 of their, their supporters. <laughs> That's right. But, but, Cal, yes. I wanted to ask you, we've got the, the footy going on. We saw mm. some vision last night of some cricketing boys in the stands. You've got a very special weekend coming up, don't you, with a few of the cricketers? Yes. So, uh, Travis Head's wedding is actually this afternoon. So, hey. I think the, the clouds will just part perfectly for him. He does run this city now. Travis, yeah. he's got the keys. Don't worry about that. Had to rip them out of Darren Lehman and Greg Blewett's hand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, certainly, it's there's a few of them in town. They're, they're keen to see what's going on um, with Gather Round, and they're getting to the footy, which is great. Um, no hey, doubt, Travis has got a few nerves. Yep. Yeah, aren't you, hang yeah, on. Yeah. You're yep. working tonight, eh? Are you working for Triple M tonight? No. No, hang I'll be on. at a wedding. Hang on, I looked at the schedule. Your name was there, mate. Are you are you pulling out? Oh, I was never in. Oh, come <laughs> Gilesy on. Actually, no, Giles, he sent me, got, uh, gave me a phone call about a week and a half ago saying, oh, you're good to go for that, aren't you? And I said, good to go for Nope. <laughs> good to go for what? I'm at a wedding. <laughs> I won't see you there, mate. So where's the wedding? What's the plan? Where's it? Somewhere it, in the hills? Is it? Yeah, it's at, at Head Chalet up on the top of uh, the Adelaide Hills. You can probably oh. see it from the studios here. It is enormous up right. there on top of the hill. And uh, he can see everything um, from, from there. He sees Glenelg all the way around to Elizabeth, the Ponderosa. You would have been out there a few times, Limo with Buff watching the footy at different stages. But um, certainly he has the best view in Adelaide, I've got no doubt about wow. it. So he's having it at his home and uh, it should be a hell of an event. Uh, had he got really a bit jittery, I reckon, earlier in the week, he was like, Ferg, I need to get out in the golf course on Friday. I've got to get out the house, got to get out the house. So we, we got down to Kuyonga yesterday, had a few uh, had a few ales at the end of the round. He lo- he's looking a bit more... A little bit more relaxed now, and he should be ready to go this afternoon. Which of the boys, Cal, is the, the best one to have a beer with at wedding? Who sort of is the one that gets on the dance floor, a bit like Jay-Z, does a little the shoe shuffle <laughs> yeah. and has a good time? Who's the, which one of the cricketers are the boys that sort of put on a show? I put my request in well in advance to sit next to Gary Lyon. Yeah? He is an absolute... Oh, my God. Honestly, he gets, he gets to about his sixth beer, and he's a different man. He's a bit like... <laughs> Mike Hussey's got an alter ego, yeah. Maurice Hussey. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got Gaz a name for his yet, but we'll come up with something tonight. <laughs> Very I've good. I always wondered with a, with a sports team, uh, fellas, when you have a wedding, are you under pressure to invite every one of your teammates? Mm. Like I'm thinking tonight mm. with the Travis Head wedding, which one of the Australian oh. cricket team not is not going to this wedding? <laughs> so it's not the ins, it's who's, it's who's the outs. Because, Joe, you obviously been, been married. You know, Did you yeah. take the whole St Kilda best 22? So you can't take, it. You can't you, take everyone, Jason. Is it awkward or what's the story there? Is there a selection panel? Is there a committee going <laughs> yeah. on with this stuff like it is on a Thursday night? Uh, very good question mm. and I'll be interested to see because I haven't, obviously haven't seen the actual list, so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm really going to be taking notes on the outs. That's a very good point, Jay-Z. Would you invite everyone at the Herald Sun office, Jay-Z, or would there be a couple that had missed <laughs> out? Ooh. I wouldn't invite anyone from the Herald Sun. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'll They're tell you right listening. now, Tomo next door in our Dead Set Legends studio didn't invite any of us. No, that's, that's <laughs> the other, got to run. But that's the other way you can do it. Just in, don't invite anybody, then you can't get in trouble. Exactly. How many do you invite to your wedding, Joey? Oh, there was maybe, Rui. yeah, about 15 or 16. You're mm. right, but you had to find oh, a line. It's a, there is a fine line because if you tip it over and just go one person from sort of that next group, <laughs> then you've got another 10 you have to invite. So you've got to be I'm very interested careful. in the criteria. Do you have to have worn a, an all-Australian jersey yeah. at some stage? Is it, what are we going yeah. with? Oh, is, it, yeah. is it test caps only tonight? Mm. Yeah, there could be Cal? a bit of that about it, <laughs> Limo, I reckon. I'll be keeping notes and I'll let you know next week. Okay. Oh, very good. Callum Ferguson, enjoy tonight. Enjoy the wedding. Thanks so much. As you said, Adelaide absolutely buzzing and Gather Round has been an enormous success. Have a great night, mate. 
Good on you guys. Thanks, Cal. That's uh, Cal Fergus, and I reckon that wedding will be kicking on late into the night, of course. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. The footy has been magnificent so far this round. Lots of talk about Gather Round, and it has been a fantastic way to start. And, Liam, it's fair to say, I mean, we're talking a lot about the Gather Round. Where should it be? Should it be New South Wales? Should it be in Western Australia? And you're, you, are you a proud South Australian or were you just an adopted South Australian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, bit? no. I'm born and bred South Australian and I do love the place. It's a fantastic state and, uh, you know, Victorian now, but I still love South Australia. This gather round is perfect for South Australia. Absolutely Why perfect. Why? Because South Australians come out for an event. Yes. Okay. Now, I know people criticise South Australia. They say, oh, it's a, bit, a little bit boring, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me say this. When there's a fringe on yes. or a festival yep. or a bike race yes. that we have at the start of the year, the two are down under, they come out in droves yes. and it's a big deal yep. and they respect the event. Yep. If Gather Round, oh, there was talk of Gather Round being in Melbourne. Yes. I mean, Gather Round has been in Melbourne 22 rounds a year since 1897. <laughs> yes. yes. It's not much, it yes. just wouldn't be a big deal no. in Melbourne. But in South Australia, it's a big deal and they're respecting it. And in my humble opinion, yes. it should be staying. Why would you move it? Well, it's that's been a massive success so far. From a news perspective, that's been the big one to come out of the weekend. They, you know, 190,000 fans, all sold, nine sold out games. So, um, and Gil has already hinted at this, but you can lock it in, I think, for next year. I just wonder, Joey, will the novelty drop off a little bit like. If we're going to do this again next year, I mean, there's a strong novelty factor around it this year. If they go it again next year, do you expect, a, you know, the, the crowd response or are people genuinely oh. excited about having this every year there? No, I think like Limo touched on, the South Australians would love to have it again because, mm. I mean, they just love their footy and, and they only either get to see one of their two teams play. Yep. They pause the Sandful, so a lot of people on the weekends would go and watch Sandful footy. That's not on this weekend. So it would still bring out all the South Australians, I would think, again. Yep. And I think off the back of this year, there would be a lot of Victorians or um, people from other states that were uh, sitting at home this weekend thinking, mm, you know what, if this happens again next year, let's get in early, mm. let's jump on board, let's book a, a winery tour as well and, and make the most of it. And I think you'd get another crop of supporters who missed out this year coming over next year. So, no, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for it. I think definitely um, South Australia, who have taken the risk, really, and, mm-hmm. and taken the chance, Peter Malinowskis, who speaks beautifully, he's a nice-looking pro- uh, um, politician. He's been very good front and square. <laughs> Joey's flirting with the South Australian (laughs) Premier. Well, when I'm thinking about, you know, um, Anthony Albanese and Kevin Rudd and a few of these others, I just think Malinowskis just sort of stands out a little bit more. He's um, he's hotter than Donald Trump. I'll tell you this. (laughs) He's got him covered, yeah. There was a funny moment during the election campaign before Peter Malinowskis was elected because he still plays footy for Adelaide University in the Amos. Does he? Well, he hasn't played since he became Premier, but he was playing up until he was elected. Played for the team, because that's my old footy club, Ah. the A8s, which are affectionately known as the Scum, was the team (laughs) that he was playing in. Mm. And uh, that's their nickname of the club. But there was a photo of him during the campaign in the North Adelaide swimming pool, public pool, with his shirt off. And his rig, ladies, if you want to Google it, go for it, because he is in tip Top shape. Thank you, Come He's done a great job. He's done a yeah. great job hosting the events, and uh, I think it's almost certain to be back here next year, and mm. I think they deserve it again. And stick around for the second hour, because we have Joey's top five best-looking politicians <laughs> a little bit later, which will be magnificent. I think Joey's going to contribute to <laughs> so, Sorry, Lemo's going to contribute to that. Also, hey, some more news. Taron Thomas on his last chance at the North Melbourne Footy Club. Um, Joey, he posted that um, video throughout the week um, of his feet up on the day. 
dashboard, um, living his best life, etc. It was a peculiar decision from a man who's really uh, playing for his footy future. He might be back at the club uh, next week, and there'll be lots of cameras at Arden Street for that. What's your advice to young Taron Thomas? Oh, look, you, all you can say to him is you, you are going to squander an opportunity you're going to regret if you, if you don't put your head down and, and want to make it. And you know what? You don't, not every player has to make, want to be an absolute professional and make it as an AFL player. Because yep. Ross Lyon started, if you, want to be, if you want to be normal and go and live your life and go out with some friends and drink and do all that's okay. But then AFL life is not for you. Yep. So Taron Thomas just needs to make the call whether he wants to be an AFL player and get the very best out of himself and have a wonderful career where he'll get wonderful opportunities that can potentially set him up for life and have a, a great fond time. Or if he just wants to be a lad that wants to be an idiot with his mates on the weekends and whatever, you're allowed to do that, but you're not going to be an AFL player. So that's the call that, that he has to make. And hopefully he's just got the right people around him giving that giving him that advice. And he's, if he's looking for other jobs, I don't think Uber driver is an option for him. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> the form we saw there. It was um, unusual. Jack Ginnivan back for Collingwood. So a couple of weeks in the VFL, and he will run around for the black and white against St Kilda. We're going to talk about that game in detail. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So Jack Ginnivan back for the Pies. Just quickly, on the tribunal, I think there's a real uh, problem facing the AF here, AFL here, Joe. And we talk about this sort of stuff, the match review, uh, all the time. I thought the start to the season had been fantastic. A clear line in the sand. Protect their head. Any contact to their head um, is a problem. We're going to try and take that out of the game. And then the tribunal on Tuesday night um, clears Tom Lynch, nothing against Tom Lynch, and then downgrades the force from a flying forearm to Harry Sheasel's head. So uh, McKay's, uh, Harry Mackay is able to play on Thursday night. It completely undoes all the consistency and the clear form line and message I thought we had on the head high hits. So we've got the match review um uh, operation being really tough on it, and then the tribunal stuck in the 80s and referring from to incidents as precedents from two years ago. I think it was shocking decision-making on Tuesday night. Are you confused, Joey? Because I don't know now, this weekend, are we going by the match review rules or are we going by the tribunal rules? Are you confused? Yeah, well, that's where they're on different pages. You're right, the two. And, I mean, I was okay with the Harry Mackay one. I mean, you've still got to have force, you know, to, to the head for it to be a suspension. But definitely the Tom Lynch one where he didn't make a play for the ball and it was able to um, bump someone in the head and knock them out. Well, I thought we would now know that that is a reportable offence. Yep. If we go from three weeks to zero, that made it quite confusing. But you're right, the tribunal needs an overhaul because we've got Michael Christian who's been sitting on the MRO for how many years now, Jay? You'd know, what, five, six years? Yep. Maybe long, and he's watching every you know every incident, and there's a lot of talk, and he's his ears are you know are buried in listening to what's happening in the game. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you go to a tribunal and you get some past players. So I believe there are a couple of um, players that played in the nineties and two thousands that were on that tribunal. Yep. Who? How do we know what, how much they're listening about concussions and the, the effects of concussion on past players, and how much football they're watching and 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 uh, are in sync with what's happening with the rest of the game? So to have three ex players that played in the old days sitting on the I'm not sure is the right model going forward. So I'm with you. I think it needs an overhaul. The AFL can't say it is serious on head high contact and limiting braid injuries and then uh, let the tribunal to make those sorts of decisions. They've got a huge problem and I'm completely uh, confused by it. Hey, we got more coming up next. I want to talk to Lemo about Comedy Fest. I want to talk about oh, yes. Uber trips are going wrong. <laughs> I had an absolute shocker on Thursday night, Joey. But next up, it is Greg Rust. Thanks to Bendix Brakes. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down. With confidence. Yeah, it's a great mate, Greg Russ from Rusty's Garage Podcast, which you can get for free, of course, on the Listener app. He is on the line. Hello, Rusty. 
Good morning. How good are you going in the driver's seat? Loving it. No, oh, I'm just trying to do just a humble leg spinner from Geelong. Uh, Rusty, <laughs> of course. But, you know, I like to t- talk F1 uh, with you. And Brad Pitt, um, it's, is he leading some sort of uh, F1 movie? Of course, some involvement with Lewis Hamilton. Start production in July. What do you know? That's right. So around the British Grand Prix. So Brad will play a kind of former hero who comes out of retirement to pull the helmet on again and mentor a young racer. Now, Lewis won't, even though he's done bit parts in movies before, he won't necessarily have a a starring role. At least that's what they're saying at the moment. But the drivers are very keen to ensure the authenticity of the racing aspect of this movie. You guys know that Sometimes when we've had, you know, motorsport or, or car-based or bike-based movies, the racing part of it doesn't always look that real. So they want to make sure they get that right. And they've actually engaged the, uh, the producer or the director, I should say, from Top Gun Maverick, it's Joseph Kaczynski. And we know how good that movie was, so um, that, that's got to be a good sign. Mm, looking forward to that one, Rusty. Hey, you know I love talking supercars with you, but there isn't any supercar action until next round in Perth. But it looks like finally we won't just have the usual teams fighting for the title this year. You know what? And I reckon it's based on our time together at the uh, at the Grand Prix in Melbourne. So Brody Gusecki leads that championship for the, the Melbourne-based Erebus squad. His teammate Will Brown is in the top five as well. Um, and they look like they've adapted to these cars exceptionally well. So if they can keep that fight going, it'll be more than just the regulars like Red Bull and, and Dick Johnson Racing and Walkinshaw and so on. They, they are clearly, based on what we're seeing so far, contenders and have got their heads around those, uh, those new Gen 3 cars. And finally, Rusty, a sad story. The sport is mourning the loss of a driver after a crash in testing uh, in the past few days, and he was universally loved. He really was. So his name is Craig Breen, um, basically a, a former Irish and British rally champion who was competing at world level. He stepped up as a junior at about 2011, was competing for, for one of the big teams, and they were testing for the event in Croatia next week. Now, it's not clear what happened, um, but the outpouring on, on social media from people across all forms of motorsport, not just rallying, has been um, massive. He was a kind of infectious character with a lot of passion for the game, um, who was good at giving back. So, yeah, we're you know thinking very much of friends and family today, for sure. Certainly a sad time for motorsport. Thanks, Rusty. We will catch you next week. Have a ripper weekend, guys. Thank you. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Hey, Lee, my top five time. Uh, it is indeed. Now, whenever a, a sport starts to wane in popularity or mm. it feels like it needs a boost, it goes... For a gimmick like Gather Round, which leads to today's <laughs> top five. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Limo's top five. Sporting gimmicks. <laughs> Sporting gimmicks. <laughs> now, well, the history of sport is littered with gimmicks. Uh, so I've scratched together a little top five here. I'll put them to you both. You tell me good gimmick, bad gimmick. Yeah, okay. Okay, coming in at number five, coloured outfits in cricket. Because they always wore white up until World Series cricket, and then they introduced the coloured outfits as a gimmick. They've hung around. Do we like them? Good gimmick. Great gimmick. Yes, yep. 50 great, over cricket. Great, great foresight. Pakistan was green. What about the Australian lightning bolt? Remember everyone had the Australia, the lightning bolt ones? It might have been the 92 World Cup when yes. Dean Jones was playing the lightning bolts down the top. I, so I, I remember we got. 
Michael Bevan, I remember in a lightning yes. bolt top yep. at some point. Great gimmick. Yeah. What about the West Indies? The all pink. That was that wasn't <laughs> the best outfit. I don't think that one. England blue. Couple of mishits. Oh, the Kiwi, the sandy light brown. That yes, was, <laughs> that wasn't a good one. But generally, okay, good. We like that. Number four. Yep. Uh, turning the power off at the ground halfway through the last quarter. What do we think about that gimmick? <laughs> Not a good gimmick. <laughs> this is our James Brayshaw saw it. Ashcroft, Brayshaw. Wow. 20 touches for Brayshaw. And... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a double or no. Mm. I did have a little moment yesterday, Lemo, because before I called the game for Fox, the, the Norwood game, I did get told by someone at the AFL, just so you know, these lights, they're being, they've got oh. big generators outside that are generating it because we don't have enough power to get the big lights. So they gave me almost like just a little half, just have something up your sleeve just in case the lights go out. I'm not sure what I was going to go with. It might have been it. Oh, no. Oh, oh, thank, no. oh no. Just thank oh, God. no. Oh, no. There it is. Good. Take your inspiration from yes. JB if required there, uh, Joey. Coming in at number three, anything involving celebrities. Now, remember the Big Bash a few years ago? They had a celebrity catcher was sitting in the crowd in a little box. I did it for one game. (laughs) And if you caught a six, there was a home viewer that won a million dollars. Every single game had one for the whole BBL season. Not one single six went within 30 rows of a catcher for the whole season. Yeah, I like it. Good gimmick because when they do hit a six, you think, oh, is it in the air? It's like... no, no. <laughs> hey, what about this one? The celebrity race at the Grand Prix, yep. which has happened for a long time. In 1986 in Adelaide, the biggest band in the world at the time was Dire Straits. Mark Knopfler, the lead singer, currently halfway through the biggest tour, celebrity race, crashed into a wall, broke oh. his arm. Oh, no way. Oh, no. Which is not ideal uh, <laughs> when you're playing, uh, you know, money for nothing. Yes. Probably, I think it sounded a bit like this the next time. <laughs> Power through, Mark. You can do it, mate. You can do it. All right. Tricky. Tricky for you. (laughs) Coming in at number two, 10 cent beer night. Uh, The Cleveland uh, in the uh, baseball in America, they were struggling to get crowds to games. So in 1974, beers cost 65 cents back then. No way. They put the price down to 10 cents. Wow, and they called win. it 10 cent beer night to bring the crowds in. Yeah. It was a Tuesday night. They had 25,000 fans there. They normally had about 10,000. Right? 25,000. And they put no limit on how many beers people can drink. No way. Let no, me just... tell you some of the things that happened that night. <laughs> a woman ran out. This is the first thing that happened. A woman ran out onto the, uh, onto the pitch and flashed uh, the entire crowd and tried to kiss an umpire. <laughs> No, no. A naked man sprinted onto the field and slid into second base. (laughs) Then a father and son pair ran it onto the ground and together, father and son, mooned the crowd. Some fans brought fryer crackers to the game, were setting them off in the stands. Uh, More fans ran onto the field. At one point, they thought there was a fight between a fan and one of the players. So all the Texas Rangers players ran out with bats onto the ground. No way. To protect their men. Then the crowd just the crowd just poured onto the ground. Some of them had uh, they had bats, knives, chains, clubs, oh, stadium seats. They tore the place apart. The two teams had to hide in their rooms, and the riot went for twenty minutes. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. wow. This is true. This is it's true. a true, true story. Yeah, oh, yeah. This wow. is a true. This is a true story. Wow. Uh, good gimmick or bad gimmick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, tipping, well. I'm tipping it was the only time they did it. I reckon it got scrapped after that. Uh, can I tell you something, Joey? They did it again a month later. I'm not even kidding. They did not. I'm not even kidding. Anthony, they did not. They did. They did it again. The next beer night promotion was on July 18, which is six weeks after that one.
That uh, is extraordinary. Coming in at number one, AFLX. Yes, I knew, I knew that was going to get it right. Uh, will you ever forget that promo photo of Gil McLaughlin? It looked like a Cirque du Soleil promotion yes. where there were gymnasts and yes. there were flames flying off everywhere. There were Zupa goals. Yep. Oh. It was one of the greats. I was a uh, I was a Rampage fan myself. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about Joey? Did you ever play in the? No, Netflix? I didn't. Oh, no, I was, that was that was after me. So I uh, they tr- yeah what they tried at the AFL. Yeah. Fair to say it didn't work, but at least they gave it a go. <laughs> I remember in that photo it was Jack Billings and Sean Attlee. Yes. I'm pretty sure they were the two players oh, in wow. that photo. Lemo, fantastic top five. Uh, fa- I've never seen Jack Billings look more sad. <laughs> you go back and have a look at that promo yes. shot. He is as flat as a tack in that photo. Oh, he is not up very for good. It. Fantastic. The Second hour, mate. We're going to talk about the comedy fest. So I don't, uh, want to know who your favourite comedians are, uh, Lemo, because I've been watching a bit of Ricky Gervais lately. Oh yes, very good. He is an absolute genius. Afterlife on Netflix. We want to talk about this in Collingwood St Kilda game too, Joey. I want to know what's working so well for the Saints and how they stop the Pies. What do they do with Nick Dacos? There is plenty to chat. The Blues also. What's happening to their season? Of course, we'll ask Lee Montagna coming up soon on Triple M's Deadset Legends. Joey, Jay, Kat, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kat, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1, Triple M. Hey, um... Lima, you got a funny look on your face. What's uh, yeah. that about? Well, JC, I know you've been batching for the last week. Your lovely partner is away with the kids. Yes. You're flying solo. I miss and them. You're, you miss them. I miss them terribly. <laughs> right. Get the lie detector out there. <laughs> uh, I spoke to you last Saturday. Yes. And they'd been away for a day, I think. Yep. Back then. How's this, Joey? I ring JC. He answers <laughs> the phone. And I hear this echo. And I don't want to address it because I've, it sounds like he's sitting on the toot yeah. while he's answered the phone. So I want to ask you now, were you sitting on the toot when you answered the phone to me? No, I wasn't uh, sitting on the toot, but I was having a bath. Um, <laughs> you were having a bath? Been a, long, been a long time since I've had a bath. I'm always in a hurry. I've got full down working. I've got the kids. I'm packing lunches. And I thought, you know what? Saturday afternoon, I'm going to turn on Triple M. <laughs> I want to sit in the bath. And not only that, Joey, I lit a candle. I lit a candle as well. Oh, my God. A little you sort did of, not. I That's did. a lie. Mate, did you I read did. a book? Or did you read a novel as well and um, put a towel in the back of your head and lay back? And That would have been a good idea, actually. Now, I think it was sandalwood and peppermint or something like that, oh. and it was bloody beautiful, Lemo. So I had a nice old bath. If you're a bloke out there, you have a bath every now and then. Don't be afraid to admit do, it. Do you? I haven't had a bath <laughs> since I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. Was it a bubble bath? Did you bubble it up? I put a couple of... Did you put, palm did you put one of the kids' little boats in there as well? Yeah. You sail them or race them around? And then you called me. I was very happy and relaxed and just you, had a good old chat. So. You did sound relaxed. Well, that yep. explains it. I thought you were knocking out a number two. Turns out you're having a bath. That's much better. I did pick up and I said, Lemo, you never guess what I'm doing right now. I'm having a bath. Anyway, uh, that's fantastic. Hey, um, Joey, I want to ask you a curly question. It's pick one. It's a favourite show. Um, of the show, favourite part of the show, of course. And I want to ask you, who do you think has had the better career of these former GWS players? I want your answer to Lemo. Who do you think's had the better career as a better player? Dylan Shield, Adam Trelaw, or Taylor Adams? Now they'll all be listening, of course, they're big fans of the, the mm. show. But which of these former GWS midfielders do you think has had the better career and has been a better player? 
Hold it. Oh, I'll come back to you. Dylan Shield, okay. Adam Trelaw, or Taylor Adams. I was thinking about this week, and I wasn't sure what my answer is. Mm. So I, I, I bow to your uh, expert opinion, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for Tom okay, Scully. Can I say Tom <laughs> Scully? <laughs> now, it is comedy festival time. Yes. Though. One of the best times in Melbourne of the year where you get a real good giggle. Yes. What, what is it like when you are the star of that show, my friend? Uh, it is. Uh, look, it's a joy being up on stage <laughs> and making people laugh. I've got to say, yep. it's, it's honestly, it's uh, difficult to describe the feeling, but when you're up there and it's all coming together nicely, there's not a better feeling in the world. And when it's all fallen to pieces, mm. there's not a worse feeling in the world <laughs> when you're standing up there and an audience is just staring at you going, what are you doing? So do you have a fear? Do you, do you fear then before every show that you're not quite sure? Because you're never quite sure what the audience it, is going to give you. So do you get that nervous anxiety yes. before every show? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. You, could, you could be telling jokes that you've told 50 times before, yep. but you'll have a moment where you look at them all and go, well, none of this is funny. What am I doing? <laughs> right. This isn't going to work. They're going to hate this. Mm. So the anxiety comes at you in all sorts of different angles. Yep. I imagine, Joey, a little bit like your anxiety before a football match where you start to question yourself and go, oh, am I, am I going to be funny enough? Is this going to be okay? Is it all going to yeah. come together? Yep. Yep. So um, you do you do go through that, but it's just a joy being on stage. And there's so many great acts at this comedy festival yes. as well. Yep. I've seen so far Tommy Little, Will Anderson and Kitty Flanagan. Yep. Three up-and-coming acts who need a leg up. But, oh, <laughs> but all three of them, absolute yep. five-star shows, yep. just uh, outstanding. But yep. there are literally hundreds of incredible shows. Yep. And I encourage people to go out take a punt on someone because yep. mm. you're just not going to see – I promise you, they, you know, you'd be very unlucky to see a bad show. Who's an, Have a punt at someone. What who, is your advice – sorry, hmm. Lima. What is your advice to, to people to go and see a show? What sort of – Attitude, like, is it just going with an open mind? Yes. Um, what's, what's sort of the a- yes. advice to a person to say, to take the risk to go and watch something? The attitude you need to take into a comedy show is sit on the edge of your seat, lean forward and go, all right, let's have some fun. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to people who walk in, lean back in their seat, fold yep. their arms and yes. go, go on then, make <laughs> yeah, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I dare you. <laughs> like, that is the wrong attitude to take into a comedy show. Who's an up and comer? Who, who's a name we haven't heard of who you who you really like? Yeah, sure. Uh... Look, there's a young guy called Lewis Garnham who I really like. Yep. I would highly recommend him. Yep. Dan, there's a guy called Dan Connell who should be an, a dead set superstar yeah. right now. Dan Connell? Dan, he is goddamn hilarious. Lemo, get and, one of them into our show, Dead Set Legends. Get yep. one of these up and comers to come in and join us for one for a segment yes. or two on one of our shows well, Dan, on Dead Set Legends. Dan now as your favour. I will. I'll get, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get Dan in. He's a, he's a sports nuffy as well, okay, so good. he would love to. And uh, Bromwyn Cuss, my wife saw Bromwyn Cuss the other night. Yep. And loved her. Said yep. she was hilarious. So yep. that's another great up-and-coming comment. Do you have a favourite comedian of all time? Or who? Oh, like, look, have you got a number one? Look, at the moment, it's Bill Burr. Yep. I just say just makes me really laugh hard. I love Bill Burr because he's unapologetic. Yes. He'll say controversial. Often you'll say controversial things as a comedian. Yep. And then you'll immediately feel the need to go, and I'm only joking, of course. <laughs> when I say that, what I'm saying is, but yep. I need to explain the joke. Yep. Bill Burr never explains right. and never apologises. Right. And it just, I just love what. So, Lima, where is the line for a comedian now with the political correctness side mm. of things? Like, is there still a different set of rules for some comedians to say, we can still go down this path and everyone understands it's just a joke? Or has the whole comedic world, I suppose, had to sort of come along with this, the, the sort of new culture, I suppose? Uh, it, you, you're constantly adjusting your act along yep. the way, you know, and some comedians will take more risks than other comedians. But yep. at the moment also there's audiences love 
love it when comedians say controversial things because yeah. it's almost <laughs> like it's a relief. You Ooh. go, oh, thank God yes. yeah. someone said something that we're kind of not supposed to say or is allegedly <laughs> controversial. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's thinking it, though, yeah. yeah. What about- everyone's thinking it, yes. <laughs> what about... Um, Stealing jokes. Where's the line? Of, yeah. Like, if someone says a joke and you think, oh, that's funny. There's a pretty clear line there. <laughs> He's going to chase no. me. Chase me. No. You will muddy your reputation very quickly if you're now just you know lifting what? gear. And that was a test for you, Lee. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Well done. Yeah. You've passed. Uh, so that's magnificent. So, what's your show called, mate, quickly? Uh, it's on today, yep. Lower Town Hall, 4.15. Tomorrow, 3.15. It's called Team Effort. Yep. Ed Cavalier's written a movie script. And the, I'm the lead character, and there's a live script reading. So there's Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier, yep. Ash Williams, uh, Toby Trussler, Ben Knight, a whole bunch of us. Yep. And uh, we're doing a, it's like a table read of a script in front of a live audience. Uh, so that's going to be a bit of fun. And my character is an ex-footballer who has a radio show who is struggling to come to terms with woke culture. Is that right? So I say heaps of rank stuff in this. Not <laughs> <laughs> similar to, uh, to us. And Dan Connell just got a text message through. Thank you, Lemo. Owe you a beer. So yeah. go and see Dan if you haven't yes. caught up with him. Gather round. Footy's been magnificent. Proudly brought to you by Penfolds, uh, of course. Sydney by 44 <laughs> over um, Richmond last night. And, of course, the Dockers got out of jail a little bit. Won by 10 points over Gold Coast. But it was looking scary for them early in that third quarter. Joey, I gave you a t- Tough question, mate. Shield Trelaw or Taylor Adams? Who's had the better career? Who's been the better player? I had a name in my head, and then I thought, but no, I like to look at the stats and look at some facts. So I had a quick yes. look. So you Dylan Shield was an computer. all. So Dylan Shield was an All Australian in 2017 and a runner-up in the BNF at Essendon 2019. Adam Trelaw, no All Australians, no BNFs, mm. but he's run. He's been runner-up and a fourth and won an ANZAC medal. Yep. Taylor Adams has been an All-Australian and a best and fairest winner and was runner-up in the 2018 Norm Smith medal on yes. grand final day in that loss. I was leaning towards Taylor Adams anyway. I love his leadership. I love the way he plays. I would take Taylor Adams' career over the other two, but the other two are both very good footballers as well. Yes, very good. And we're going to quickly recap Thursday night, Joey. The Blues went down. Adelaide, they were up for the challenge. Their, their pre-season form has stood up. Um, the Crows, they've been fantastic. That no-frills back line. And up forward, the fireworks with Rochelle and Rankin. We're going to be talking about them all season long. But what do you make of the Blues, mate? Because I feel like they've been stuck in second gear so far to start 2023. Yeah, well, their form had been scratchy, and we were wondering whether they'd come out of their slumber and, and they had upside or whether that they would that we'd be exposed. And it was certainly exposed. Their concern, I think there's two for me. They've got too many similar types in the midfield. They're mm. all sort of big bulls, tough inside players, but lack the run and spread. And they just lack a bit of class with their kicking skills. When you compare them to Adelaide, a lot of guys that aren't elite kicks for Carlton and a couple that are probably Zach Williams and Doherty with the, the, some creativity are out of the side so there are some things that if they don't win the contested ball and smash teams on the inside mm. they are a little bit vulnerable and obviously have a heavy reliance on Kerno and Mackay which can be a good thing but can also work against them so still got a bit to work through the Blues I still have faith in them they'll figure it all out but uh, Adelaide mighty impressive they should be eyeing off a spot in the top eight by the end of the year the Crows the way they are playing they are ticking most boxes offensively in in the contest and defensively. And the Lions, of course, take on the Kangas. Yes. It's uh, 10 past one today at Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills. Beautiful spot, Mount Barker. Is it? Uh, they've got the local ground there. It's one of the classic country ground where you can park your car around the ground if you like. Is it? Right? Beautiful, beautiful yep. oval. Lockie Neal, possibly quote of the week, has come out speaking about the ground at Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills. What's he said? Said it feels like the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it feels like the MCG. 
other than the stadium. <laughs> That's like sitting on a push bike and saying it feels like a car other than the body and the engine. <laughs> so, oh, lucky. Uh, not quite everyone's, sure about Everyone's <laughs> trying to do the right thing and promote this place, Limo. They're all pumping it up. Just There's been a, been a bit of mayo put on everything, Limo, but it's yeah. been good. No, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the gather round, and I'm hoping it stays in Adelaide because they're They've served it up this time, and they'll yeah. keep doing it year after year. We might get over there next weekend. And just quickly, um, mm. who's your tip? Uh, Brisbane, North Melbourne, Joey? Brisbane win that one. Should fill their boots. I think Ben Mackay, uh, back with Logue back, so it helps their defence, but you think it would be very tricky. Right, we're going to talk St- uh, Collingwood versus St Kilda next, and Uber trips gone wrong. I had a shocker. <laughs> this is uh, Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey, Jay, Kath and Limo. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. We need to talk about that massive game on Sunday afternoon. It's Collingwood versus St Kilda. You must be so proud of your magnificent Saints, Joey. Not in my wildest dreams that I think the magnificent Ross Lyon could lead his footy club to four straight wins, but they do it and they've got a game plan. Designed to help shut down Collingwood's run and electric scoring power this weekend. How do you see it playing out? Well, they are the number one defence in the competition at the moment, St Kilda. And as we know, in footy, that goes a long, long way. I'm not sure how many teams have, say, finished the end of the season as a top two defence and actually missed out Mm. on finals. So if they can continue to play with that um, effort and system behind the ball, they'll give themselves a chance. They've just got to be able to handle Collingwood's overwhelming swarm of numbers. That is their game style, the fly trap where they just come from everywhere. They charge to the ball. They leave themselves exposed in other parts of the ground, but they just back themselves to win the contest by outnumbering you. If Collingwood can find a way to absorb that heat, handle the pressure and get it to the outside, they might give themselves a, a bit of a chance. But their best shot maybe is to make it a real sort of dour, low-scoring game just mm. to try and take away the, the firepower of the Pies. But um, it's going to be a great game. It's I mean, not many thought it would have been the match of the round really mm. um, when the, the gather-round fixture came out. But they're playing great footy and the Pies are the best team to watch in the competition. The way they are so aggressive in everything they do. So hopefully it, it uh, finishes the weekend the way that it started with the great game on Thursday night. And Cole, we're talking about Nick Dacos a lot. He's the favourite for the Brownlow medal in his second season. It is just a phenomenal story. But did we see last weekend the blueprint on how to tackle Nick Dacos in the sense that they played, Brisbane played a dangerous forward on him, Charlie Cameron, who tried to hurt Nick Dacos going the other way because he's not, we know he's a brilliant playmaker. Is he a great defensive player? Is that what you do, Joe? You don't tag Nick Dacos, you just try and kick goals on him. Yeah, well, that's what I would do. I think it's impossible to, to tag Nick Dacos, and really, you're just taking away one of your forwards. So if he wants to get 30, if you can kick three goals on him, what would you rather take it, I suppose, is is the way you got to look at it. Brisbane were able to do that, but as I said earlier, the only way you can get goals against Collingwood is you have to win the ball in the midfield. You have to win the contest, yep. and then your forwards can get easy goals like the Brisbane Lions did. So it's easier said than done, but um, that's probably the way I would do it, and just keep an eye on Nick Dacos and make sure if he does get the ball, it's sort of boundary line and back half and not strong through the midfield where he can cut you up. But, uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Uh, the Saints will have a good game plan and Ross will come up with a way to try and stifle his influence. And, Lemo, I'm not sure we've touched on the Easter Monday. Um, Easter Monday. Oh, massacre. No, I can't remember what happened there. <laughs> wow. I think I went to bed Sunday night and woke up Tuesday morning, so it's, it's all a bit of a blank to me. You build yourself up for the Geelong Hawthorne. It's one of your favourite game of the season. Yeah. And your mob just went to water, didn't they? And Jeremy Cameron couldn't stop him. I was absolutely pumped at halftime. I thought, hello, <laughs> we are on here. I mean, those early three goals we got. Yes. I was there, had my young fella there, and uh, he was loving it as well. 
Anyway, five minutes into the third quarter, he's on his iPad playing Minecraft. <laughs> I'm trying to maintain a bit of interest. And we just got pumped yep. in that second half. It was it was honestly hard to watch. A yep. winnable game, though, Limo, this week against the Giants tomorrow. Yes. You, you get a slight bit of confidence. There's only so many winnable games for the Hawks this year. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, GWS are struggling a bit, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, a little bit. And yep. I think, and Norwood Oval, we've never lost there. So <laughs> I, I really think we're a chance. I tell you what, you are going to win uh, the Harley <laughs> Reid Cup. I know it's a sensitive issue for you. I'll <laughs> be getting the number oh, one pick. Come on, Harley. It looked good in brown and gold, I reckon. I'll tell you what, it was a master stroke by Sam Mitchell at Time. He was just worried they were going to win the Hawks and he thought, hang on a minute, let's just make a couple of moves. <laughs> yeah, okay, Kane Corn, calm down there. Hey, quickly, Joey, uh, Melbourne, premiership favourite they look like to me, a uh, team to beat. Uh, they lost, of course, to Brisbane up there at the Gabba, as most teams do, but they were very strong against the depleted West Coast. Is Melbourne the team to beat in this premiership race at this yeah, stage? Yeah, for me, Melbourne and Collingwood, they're the two standouts. They're the two you can trust. Everyone else at the moment, Sydney, Brisbane, a few other teams have got some warts, yep. but the two you can trust, Collingwood and Melbourne. Um, it is the Brody Grundy Cup. Wouldn't that be a juicy grand final? Uh, Melbourne versus Collingwood. Darcy Cameron versus Brody Grundy. Okay, that was magnificent. Can't wait for the Collingwood St Kilda game tomorrow afternoon. Keep it locked on Triple M. We are missing the magnificent Kath O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin. I just changed her name. Lamo. That's, that's, that's what I do when you give me the hosting duties. Kath O'Loughlin listening. Please call through. She's from Ireland. Um, no, she's doing a magnificent job for Fox Footy. Got best on ground tonight. Hey, just quickly, uh, fellas, had an Uber trip. Um, went terribly wrong um, on Thursday. So Hang on. How, how could it? Uber trip <laughs> possibly go wrong. You would That's think it's never. pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. So, and, and not even much traffic on, on the roads, but um, I was in here at Triple M on Thursday night and I was headed north of the city to go home and catch up with a mate for a quick beer first. So pretty simple sort of route, mm. really. We're in South Melbourne. We needed to go north. And when he sort of started going over the Westgate Bridge, I thought... Hang, hang on, you're going from South Melbourne to North Melbourne? Yeah. So we're going straight up the guts, And he's going we? over the Westgate. He took a turn and went over the Westgate Bridge. <laughs> oh, now, he's had a shocker. I had, yeah. At that point, I'm sitting in the back seat. I've got a couple of options here, haven't I? I said, mate, where are we going? Why are we on the Westgate Bridge? And he said, sorry, mate, I um, I took a wrong turn. And it's just at that point, I'm not sure if you guys have been in the same situation. I thought, well, what's what's the feedback here? Because I thought it was a sort of a pretty straightforward sort of journey. You could have taken CityLink or gone straight yeah. up through the city. And I um, I, I said nothing. I kept quiet. I was I was restrained. I didn't sort of say, oh, mate, you know, we we are, flat, we but... are victims of our own politeness yes. in these situations. Uh, yes. I want to know how many stars you gave him at the end well, of this trip. Selfishly, I was thinking, I thought, if I give him a cookie, which I wouldn't do, of course, but he's really going to affect my rating. So I was, and when I left, I said, um, hey, thanks, thanks for the much appreciated. So I was very, I, you know, I was very restrained, and I'm a better person for the trip. Already, what do you do in that sort of situation, Joey? Well, we actually had a uh, Uber trip last night after the footy. We went and had a, a couple of beers in Norwood with uh, Alistair Lynch, Dermot Barrett, and David King. And then uh, we were leaving, and Kingy wanted to go and meet a friend. He had to go to the casino to catch up quickly with a mate. I was sort of staying near the area, so I said, can I jump in the Uber? He said, yeah, come with me. And then uh, we do everything together, Kingy and I. <laughs> and then, um, and then Derm- Dermot Lynchy decided that they go, well, can we get dropped off as well? So yeah. poor Kingy gets in the front. He's already put in his, his address in the Uber. And then he's had to do the, how do I do the add stop oh. and add another stop and all these sorts <laughs> yeah. of things? Can't anyway, you should have seen the Uber trip. Kingy showed us the map. It did said it looked like a shoelace. It was going, he had to go, and you could see Kingy's face, how flat he was, because he just wanted to get the casino to meet a mate 
wait for a beer, and all yeah. of a sudden you had to drop Lynchy, and for some reason they're staying at a nice hotel, the Hilton, and they, they had to get dropped off there, and then I had to go to my hotel, the Oaks Embassy, and and then he wanted to go to the casino, and he showed us the the uh, the map, and uh, the poor Uber driver, there was a bit of traffic too around uh, Norwood uh, because of the footy, and then the Adelaide Oval, so it was quite an eventful trip, but luckily I had Derm next to us, and he's always got some stories to keep us going, so it was entertaining enough. Well, well the Uber driver had his own little footy show happening in the back seat. <laughs> well, he, oh, actually, this is a true story. He had no idea. Obviously, he was an Indian Uber driver, lovely man. So the boys posed to him, right, get off the fence. Pick one, Jay-Z. Mm. You love your pick ones. Yes. They said, Sachin Tendulkar or Virat Kohli. Who did they asked him? Oh, said, Sachin, no, sure. It was so funny. He wouldn't. He refused to pick one. And we go, mate, and we go, mate you're not on record. This is yes. not going anywhere. Goes, I, I can't. He goes, I can't choose. I can't separate the two. We're going, you need one of them to bat for your life. Who are you choosing? Mm. No, nah, he refused to answer. Mm. He couldn't put one of them to, uh, one of them aside. So it was great. Like, back choosing your children. Just quickly on Kingy. Have you ever seen him without a computer? Every time I see him on the TV, he's got a laptop. Did you go to the pub and did he bring his computer? Did that's he have a thing. pint? Yes, that, yes, that's his thing. Yes, he's he in does. a constant state of analysis. He's sitting in the pub comparing the six beers. <laughs> this is 20% effective. <laughs> this one brewed a little bit longer. Had a great off-season. Uncontested. Over on the left. Oh, my God. That's a lot of fun. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Can I take the new ball, Liam Ogie? You touched on this earlier in the show. The suggestion that Melbourne should hold Gather Round. Oh, Honestly, on. it is that we thought Damo's idea about having the uh, showdown in Melbourne was, was a bad one for the other week. This is even worse. As you said, mate, it's Gather Round every week in Melbourne. We get to go to the football. Oh, I, want a, I want a weekend off to do some, get be more cultured, do other things. Yes, go to the so, comedy festival. Yes, uh, give mm. me a spell suggestion that Gather Round should be held in Melbourne. Bugger off for a weekend and I'm happy with that. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm going to uh, give give me a spell yep. to Chicago Bulls player DeMar DeRozan. What's happened? Who during the week the Bulls played the Toronto Raptors. He took his daughter to the game and used his daughter as a secret <laughs> weapon <laughs> against the Raptors. Every yeah. time a Raptors player went for a free throw, she just started scr- Now, I don't know how old she is, but I'm going to guess 12, 13, maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. Every time a Raptors guy went for a free throw, she would scream as loudly as she could (laughs) from the sidelines. Have a listen. That is the daughter of Damar. And here's the voice you're hearing when Raptors shoot. She's screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it didn't work. So that's her screaming on the sidelines. Here's he a montage. The wrong way or something. Visit to Florida State. What did you said? I was down for whatever Coach Hamilton. Underrated pass. That would put me off. <laughs> anyway, work. They won. So yeah, and I they did them. He's using her through the playoffs. Yeah, and the Raptors missed a heap of free throws. They, that did create a, a create a stir. Hey, I want to give me a spell now. This is I've got to be careful here because mm-hmm. it's my employer. But mm-hmm. I'm coming over to Adelaide, and the Triple M boys are all here, and they they caught up with them yesterday. They said, you know, where are you staying? Because we're staying at EOS, which is the beautiful hotel, Limo, above yeah, the is. casino. And nice then the Channel 7 crew cross paths with them, and they're staying at the Adelaide Oval uh, Hotel, the oh. new one underneath the yeah. ground. And I've just got some sort of little um, self-contained apartment on the, the main strip, and I'm a bit like, <laughs> oh, no. Fox footy. I'm like, come on, Fox. I feel like I'm missing out here. I'm just a little bit jealous. So oh, just a little give me a spell to Fox footy. Tongue-in-cheek, of course. But, gee whiz, the Triple M boys are living a life of luxury up in EOS in the uh, Nick, so um, good on them. So we're talking, are you right in the middle of Hindley Street? Yeah, I'm pretty much down there, right in the heart of the city. Yeah. Any interesting sort of interaction so far? <laughs> there's, a fair bit, there's a fair bit going on there, Lemo. It's not, not as safe I, as I thought I'd feel. 
Neil, but well, uh, I'll tell you what, Hindley Street is one of the looser <laughs> streets in this country. Yes. So if you see, it really is. you'll be listening in Adelaide, of course. If you see Joey in Hindley Street over the next four days, say good day. It's beautiful. It's, be, it's actually been a great trip. Hey, time for this to finish. Your dead set legend, Triple M's dead set legend of the week, mate. You are a legend. You know, we like to look at some of our Australian sporting stars overseas, and I couldn't go past our man Josh Giddy, oh. who a couple of days ago, it was yes. an elimination. So in the NBA, they now have a play-in tournament, and Oklahoma were playing to stay in the tournament. So it was the first-ever playoff game, 31 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. He is now the youngest player to put up those numbers in a playoff game, and have a guess who he's pipped. Two blokes named LeBron James oh. and Luka Doncic. That's oh. how good of a performance it was from yeah. Josh Giddy. And now, right now, they are on court again in their second elimination game to actually make the playoffs. They're playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So if Josh Giddy can get his side over the line again and they win through two elimination games to make it to the playoffs, boy, this kid is on an ascension to superstardom. Not just stardom. He is almost our biggest name overseas at the moment. So well done, Josh Giddy. Uh, well done, uh, Joey. He has been spectacular. And we're talking about Ben Simmons uh, a year ago, this guy has absolutely gone past him at a million miles an hour. Lemo, you've been magnificent, of course. Uh, thank you very much. Have a great uh, show today and tomorrow. 4.15, Lower Town Hall today. And if you, if you see Joe in Hindley Street, say day. Thanks for your efforts, <laughs> uh, Lee Montagna. <laughs> not, not so much. Thank you, Jay-Z. Well hey, done. Keep it on, Triple M. Massive day of footy for Gather Round, of course. Uh, there's Brisbane versus... Um, Brisbane versus... Kangaroos. North the, Melbourne. The, oh, excuse me, out of brain fade. North <laughs> Melbourne. Eston versus Melbourne. Port Adelaide versus Western Bulldogs tonight, but coming up next, it is the Saturday Rub. Guaranteed laughs on Triple M. This has been the Dead Set Legends. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For fast, reliable internet, switch to Aussie Broadband today. AussieBroadband.com.au These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santa Montana once <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>